Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Oh my god, hello! Hello, 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 hello. Before we get started with today's fabulous episode, listen to some things that we have to tell you, please. Yes. Uh, first of all, prom is in like a, a day. Not really. Five don't minutes. panic. It's in three days. It's on Saturday. Oh, my God. You just don't panic. OK, depending on how far away you are, please start walking or driving now if necessary. <laughs> uh, just a couple details. FAQs about the prom are up on the prom page. That's buffering the slash prom. Also, last week we told you that prom ups, which are what we are calling prom meetups in other cities hosted by you all. Uh, they were already posted for Atlanta, Chicago and New York City. And in the last week, we've added Philadelphia and Paris, France. So no big deal. Which one do you think Angel's going to be at? We're We're global and Angel is happy. (laughs) Um, Patrons, you will be able to stream both of Jenny's live sets on the secret Facebook page. So just a reminder that Jenny Owen Youngs is going to be playing music at the prom. (laughs) There's going to be some special guests. That's the exciting part. I think we're all excited about all of those things, Jenny. And if you are one of our patrons over on Patreon, you'll get to watch them live uh, on the Facebook page. Just become a patron of ours at any level, $5, by 9 a.m. Pacific on Saturday morning, March 10th, so we can get you approved and into the group on time. Uh, You'll get an email from Patreon once you become a patron that includes the link to the Facebook group immediately after you sign up. That's how that works. It's going to be rad. Also, whether or not you're a patron, you'll be able to follow along uh, with fun snippets from the evening on our social media accounts uh, and specifically our Instagram stories. Brittany Ashley and Laura Zach, hosts of the Daria podcast Sicker Sadder World, will be running the social show and it is going to be so great. It is. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Okay, so moving along, it is now March. Welcome to March. And our lyric sheet proceeds are going to be going to Giffords. Uh, Giffords is an organization that works for gun control, gun reform. They shift culture by working to foster a culture where Americans are informed about what makes them safer. They change policy by researching, writing, and proposing policies that make Americans safer. And they also challenge injustice by holding the gun lobby and any special interests who seek to profit at the expense of people's safety accountable. So So um, obviously this would have been timely no matter when we did it, but we felt very impassioned to uh, put some of our proceeds toward their organization and the work that they're doing is very important. Also, the last episode of our season is going to happen right at the start of April, and then we take a break in between seasons. So this is going to be your last chance to snag a lyric sheet for a bit. You can snag yourself a handwritten lyric sheet by going to bufferingthevampireslayer.com. There's just a little bar up at the top that'll tell you all the details, or you can go to bufferingthevampireslayer.com forward slash greater good. Also, hey, alert! There's a schedule change. Next week we are off. Then Graduation Day Part 1 will be up on March 21st. Graduation Day Part 2 will be up on March 28th. And a very special interview with what? Harry Groner, a.k.a. the mayor of Sunnydale, (laughs) will uh, be going up to end the season on April 4th. Oh, man. 
It's pretty exciting. It's pretty exciting. It's all happening. Uh, also, in this episode, you will hear a third voice, and that third voice belongs to Ira Madison the third. A lot of thirds in there. I didn't yeah, realize until yeah. I got to the end of his name. Uh, Ira joined us for almost the entire episode. We were supposed to talk about the whole episode together, but LA traffic is just a nightmare. So and so we wound up talking about, I'd say, two thirds with Ira, yes. and the last third, you're back to Jenny and I. It was a, such a blast to talk with him. He's such a peach. Such a peach. Uh, so yeah, I think I think that's all we've got. So let's get into it. Welcome to Buffering the Vampire Slayer, a podcast where we are watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer one at a time in chronological order and spoiler free. My name is Jenny Owen Young and I'm Kristen Russo and this week we're talking about we're finally here season three episode 20 the prom. Stay tuned at the end of the podcast every week for an original song written by us recapping the Buffy episode we are discussing. The Prom was written by Marty Noxon and directed by David Solomon and originally aired on May 11th in the year of 1999. This is the one where, after Angel breaks off their relationship, Buffy single-handedly battles three fearsome hellhounds so that her classmates can enjoy their senior prom. This is also the one where we are joined by Ira Madison III, writer for Daily Beast, speaking of beasts, writer for Daily Beast, and host of the podcast Keep It. Hi, Ira. Hi. Hey. Remember when we were hanging out at Nerd Meld and we had just met and we were like, what's your favorite episode? And you were like, the prom. Yes, my favorite we... season three one. So, that was yes, coming favorite up. season three episode. Yeah. So you're here. We're, we're ready to talk about it. This is exciting. It's, it's wild. This uh, episode is wild. Yeah. Do you have, so who do we, who are we talking to that says when they think, oh, Joanna Robinson, who's been mm -hmm. on the podcast a few times, she says whenever she thinks about an episode of Buffy, she gets like a couple of scenes and a couple of lines. Do you have like things yes. that really stick you about this episode? Uh, the things that really <laughs> stick with me are one, the ridiculousness of Buffy scribbling Angel's name on her <laughs> notebook. <laughs> Out of nowhere. Uh, also, we I just posted a picture of it, and like underneath the very nice scribble is just her name. Like she wrote it for practice, Buffy. and then came in for the full design yeah. after that. Um, what else? Um, I mean, there's obviously the class protector scene. Yes. Sure. Um, and when Jonathan is talking about the bad things that happen at the school, like you know, demons and zombies, someone yells Snyder. Snyder! Yes, <laughs> so high school. <laughs> this actually, too, we were just talking about because Jonathan. So we had earshot before this episode, which mm. is you know Buffy and Jonathan kind of have a moment, mm -hmm. but in the way that it aired, right? So if you watch the show when it originally aired, which um, I did, I had no idea that they had had this moment right. mm -hmm. two weeks prior because right. uh, earshot <laughs> didn't air, and so it's so weird watching it back. In a row because yeah. it's like Earshot didn't air until the summer. Yeah, not until September. And then graduation mm. day aired right after that. And so No, I think it was graduation day. It wasn't it in July and then and oh, then Earshot. That's right. Like, they pushed graduation day till July and right, then right. Earshot didn't even air till like, September. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's so weird because I kept thinking that 
I remember when this episode finally aired, part of me thought I had forgotten the description of Earshot from the TV guide that I had. Because right. they used to, you know, that's how I used to find out about Murphy. Sure, 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 sure. Um, and it was, uh, I could not, I thought that this was the delayed episode. Just because oh. it involves drama at a high yeah. school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To yeah. the school populace. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Um, oh, and the other, the, the line that always comes for me is Xander being mad. Uh, he's a prop comic. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that line. Yeah, he feels so robbed. <laughs> also, that person who won seems like they'd be oh the only person more annoying than Xander. Right? I'm like, I'm glad we were never introduced to that person. <laughs> yeah. Through the years right? we were watching Buffy. <laughs> God, not even in earshot. When we met so many students we had never met before, we didn't meet the class clown. I kept hoping some of the, some of them would come back, too. Yeah. Like, sorry, spoiler, my fave never comes back. Uh, <laughs> Who's your fave? Is it Hogan Martin? No, it's the... Uh, it's the girl who's a bitch. Yes, Buffy. who's the what's her name? We talked about her first. <laughs> Nancy. Nancy. Yeah, Nancy. Ugh, I could have done that. <laughs> <laughs> like I kept expecting she would pop yes, up in yeah, the college yeah. years yes. in a class and just like Be roll her eyes at yeah. Buffy. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Alas. Oh, it was not to be. So, okay, so let's let's jump into the episode and see ah! the, the pre-credits. The pre-credits scene is Listen, you know when you're sleeping and then you wake up and someone undead is staring at you, waiting for you to wake up? It's so... Do you think that Angel can, like, sense or, like, smell when a person, when a human is about about to to wake wake up? up? I don't know. God, that Like, like maybe their, like, pulse quickens or something? Vampires can breathe on this show, so... (laughs) That's true. (laughs) At least Angel can. Even though they can't breathe, but, like, whenever they film in the call, you always see their breath, so... Sure, sure. Also, or they is smoke. always panting. Like, yes. <laughs> it's his number one emotional response to every situation is to pant. Oh, but yeah, I just love the like the way it's shot because it's like Buffy is sleeping and then it like turns to the side and it's supposed to be like romantic yeah, or something. It's creepy. It's he's creepy. a vampire. It's so creepy. Even if he wasn't a vampire, it's like yeah. his his face is so close. Yeah, well, her face. Well, what's also creepy about it is if you remember. Do you remember Passion when he was like, I like to watch you sleep? And he drew her when he was evil? Yes, this is the charcoal rendering. So like evil and good angel like just stare over Buffy and watch her sleep. When you have a soul and when you don't have a soul, as was sort of implied in Doppelgangland, there are certain characteristics that you share with yourself, which is that maybe if you're angel, you like to watch people sleep. And when you're evil, you like to draw them and then leave charcoal sketches around to intimidate them. But if you're if you're in Soul Angel, you just love your girlfriend. <laughs> also, this is a big moment because they have the classic talk. Can I get some mirrors for your place and maybe a drawer? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, which is good and sets up the whole through line of the episode. Yeah, I, I mean, get it. it's supposed them. to be you know the like the Sex in the City like oh uh, getting too comfortable mm. in this relationship. Uh-huh. What are we doing? Yes. You know, it was like when she was asking when, when Carrie was asking Burger like. <laughs> Can I leave some stuff here? Uh, and, and then she goes and like opens the curtain. I'm like, you know what time it is, girl. But okay, and it's, it's like, not on her. Why are there curtains with with fucking sunlight exposure just facing his goddamn bed? First of all, whoever picked out Angel's mansion for like set purposes yeah. was an idiot. I am sorry, but every 
all through season two and three. There's so much open sunlight. But also so Angel, Angel's like core personality trait is like a tortured soul. Yes. So he may have oh, just right. He's like, this. I deserve yeah. this. He likes to sit in a room and like look at a strand of sunlight hitting the wall <laughs> and just like weep. <laughs> also, how about his like chenille throw and those like was that like duvet cover and shams like brocade or something? The yeah, style is so weird. It's really it's a lot. It's, there's a lot of soft things. Angel it's, likes a soft thing. Um, a lot. Anyhow, I mean, he did debut wearing those like <laughs> ugly silk shirts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The touch of satin, angel. I, mm. <laughs> anyway, um, the ne- the start of the next scene. Is, Wait, before we go there, yes, I'm so sorry. Totally I just want to touch on the fact that when when Buffy's like prom and Angel's like prom, and Buffy's like think cotillion with spike ton- punch and electric slide. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I just want you to want to let you know that uh, the cotillion is a French country dance or a social dance popular in the 18th century. In so, Europe so she was America. trying to speak his language, um, French. Yes, is that you're That's, that is my point. Okay, yeah, great, cool. <laughs> Bye. Uh, I was just very excited to get to the next bit here because we have Anya and Xander. <gasps> what pa- like is pairing. his shirt? What is his button placket? What is it? It's made of like crumpled craft paper yeah, it's very weird. or like rough. It's like a. Do you it's remember like a this tuxedo shirt, shirt yes, that he like he... put on inside out? I... Season, season, <laughs> season three. I feel like Xander and Willow are in a competition to see who can wear the worst things imaginable. I agree. Well, we get this amazing. Then that person decides to like attack other cast members in season four, and I think we all know who it is. Um, (laughs) For those of you who don't, you'll just have to wait and see. Um, but we get this amazing line from Anya, which like I, for one, just want to put on a shirt, the full quote. She says, I have witnessed a millennium of treachery and oppression from the males of the species, and I have nothing but contempt for the whole libidinous lot of them. Uh-huh. Which I believe calls for a jingle. The patriarchy! <laughs> I just want to say that I love the fact that Anya and Xander are like coming together here. I love the fact that Xander is now being sort of sought after by a woman whose entire history before this was to teach men just destroying how men. to not be shitheads. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just think it's nice. It's what he needs. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. He, I mean, everybody needs a little bit of Anya, but I think also, Xander needs an extra dose. He doesn't deserve her. No, he I have <laughs> so much compassion for poor, sweet, gentle Anya, we're really starting to see yeah. her deal, which is that she's been stuffed into this human mortal fucking body sock that she has to live out the rest of her mortal days in. And she has like all these feelings with which she has not been burdened since she was made. Yeah. And that's just rough. It's just rough. She, she, it's, she's so fucked up that she's like, maybe Xander. Yeah, she's very yeah. confused. She's trying to find her way. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> she, I think she's my fave. All around Buffy character. Hell yes. Jenny's too. Um, but my favorite Buffy verse character is Cordelia. Totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. Let's let's talk about Cordelia. Let's just like go to Cordelia's whole deal in this episode. Because I when we were watching it, I was like, wow, we're gonna be talking to Ira, and I know Ira loves Cordelia. I love her. Like, right, we all do. 
But we're all like, I think, aware that like the plot, her plot line in this episode it's dumb. is pretty. It's weird. so dumb. I don't. I get it. It's like for some reason, maybe the writers thought that like Cordelia was a bitch and she needed like a redemption arc. Right. But I feel like we were all pretty okay with Cordelia being Cordelia. Yeah. Maybe like, they I, needed Xander to have a redemption arc. I mean, he bought, I, a dress. he bought her a dress. I mean, I guess it's him doing something nice from having cheated on her. But, <laughs> yeah. But it's also like she's secretly working in this store, you know, to hide the fact that she's broke now. Mm-hmm. But she's secretly mm-hmm. working to hide it from her classmates. Right. Except it's close enough to Sunnydale that Tucker sent his hellhounds there. <laughs> To attack? Uh-huh. Yeah. So unless they went- And then went, Xander pops in unless, every day, right. basically. Yeah, and Xander just happens to be there while looking for a tux. So, like, you didn't do a very good job, girl. Well, you know, she, to, to in her defense, just in terms of, like, remaining uh, in Cognito- she doesn't seem to do a whole lot of work. Like you wouldn't mistake. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't walk in and be like, ah, an employee. She's just right. carrying the dress. She literally does the have her jacket over all her day, name tag. Yes, but like I just carrying I her dress that she wants to wear <laughs> yeah. all the time. She just circles the store carrying her own dress. Yeah, in between picking up her purse from the couch and like taking all of her college acceptance letters yeah. out of it. What I'm actually disappointed in is the fact that this wasn't a real storyline that they put thought into. Yeah, that would Because I would be have nice. loved to have scenes where, like, we see Cordelia's broke and she's hiding it from everyone. And so we actually see a couple episodes where she actually is working at this store. Right. And make like make it like a plot point. Like, have the the owner be, like, evil or something. Right. Oh, Miss Finkel? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's definitely uh, got, like, an evil eye Because I would love to see scenes where Cordelia's waiting on people. Yes. I just, right. I think that's maybe yeah. what pisses me off the most about the whole thing is, like, she, first of all, she's like, I have nothing. I have no home. It's like, you have no home? Where are you? What? Where are you sleeping? Like, what are, where are you sleeping? Where do you go after this job? And, like. Also, did the FBI take all your clothes? Right. Because <laughs> you seem to have a lot of clothes. Exactly. You probably have a dress. All your makeup. Like, you're still... It just... It seems like maybe she's saying she has nothing when, in fact, she just has less than what she used to have. Probably didn't return it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. God, layaway isn't even a thing anymore. That was, like, a big thing in the 90s. Yeah, my mom used to love a layaway. Yeah. (laughs) No, I meant, is it it really not a thing now? Layaway? I don't know if it is. I I guess, like, credit cards are, like... Yeah, credit cards are so readily available that they're just the new layaway. <laughs> but I guess, you know, I'm slightly better off than probably my mom was then. Cause, right. Because, you know, she was raising two kids. Yes. And oh, yeah. I am, you know, 31 and <laughs> single. Yeah. <laughs> so, all you your know, money's going to one place. Right. All my money's just going to me. Yeah. You know, yeah. she was paying for rent and also two kids. Yeah. Because uh, by the time my mom was 31, she would, yeah, she would have had me and my sister. Mm-hmm. So. Um. Yeah, I mean, I guess layaway is probably still a thing somewhere Maybe, in America. Yeah, right. It's Maybe just it's that, like, just we wouldn't as... use it here. Mm-hmm, it'd be mm-hmm. it'd be silly. Right. To the do places, it. maybe like the places that we're going into don't yeah. have layaway, but the places that our moms went into definitely. Can we have layaway, layaway at Chipotle? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> like, I will pay you. Pay for the rice right now. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll pay you to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
<laughs> um, so let's let's backtrack for a hot second. Ding dong, it's Joyce. Joyce goes over to I Angel's I would have called mansion. you, but I don't have your number. Does Angel have a phone? I don't. It's very unclear if Angel has a phone or not. How do they contact him? Right? How do they contact anybody? They're always talking on the show like, I'll holler if I need you. Like, what do you even mean? Or we like, did Apocalypse see Angel. beat me. Yeah. Oh my God. Beat me. That's we did clear. see Angel call Giles one time. At the oh, library, yeah. right? Okay, so he but does. Who knows where he was calling from? Yeah. He, I don't think he was living in Van Mansion. He also at that uses time. pay phones a lot. It's, it's he true. had that he had that subterranean apartment. To be fair, whenever anyone needs to give information on this show, they tend to just go to someone's home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it used to be. Yes, yeah, truly. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. A, a landline and, just or a knock. By. <laughs> just randomly appearing but joyce has like so much sass in this like she's i mean she's bringing the mom game for sure speaking of moms momming hard but she's like you know angel's like the you know making small talk like well you know i don't get out much and fucking joyce is like no you wouldn't like like you know what i mean unnecessary like but rubbing she, it in well no though i think it's mm. not i don't think it is unnecessary i think she's coming in with a mission which is you need to and like Fucking yes, I'm with Joyce on this one. She comes there to be like, listen, my daughter is strong as as fuck. And I even forget sometimes that she is not a grown adult. Burn on Angel. <laughs> but like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, you know what? If she's not strong enough to do this thing that is best for the both of you, then, then the you, one of you who's 243 years old should, should have the be able to... fucking wherewithal. Yes. I know you care about her. I just hope you care about her enough. Zing. Fucking Joyce knows, you know? Joyce knows about love and heartache. Uh huh, uh huh. <laughs> she says you're all she can see of tomorrow. It's, yeah. I mean, I'm here for Joyce in yeah. this moment, you know? <laughs> so then, of course, uh, Joyce inspires a horrific nightmare from Angel. Oh my God. Uh, Angel dreams that he's getting married to Buffy, and when they go into the daylight, she burns oh. and turns to dust. No. So poetic. Yeah. (laughs) Such a Marty Noxon moment. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't realize Marty Noxon had written this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Regal Cinemas. If you're anything like me, you deeply enjoy going to the movies. Going to the movies is probably among my top three all-time activities. I love seeing films on the big screen. I also love being around other people who are watching the same movie with me at the same time. And of course, I love eating giant buckets of popcorn. If you feel the same and you like going to the theater, Regal Unlimited is something that just makes sense. Regal Unlimited is the all-you-can-watch movie subscription pass. It pays for itself in two movie visits. You can see any standard 2D movie anytime, no blackout dates, no restrictions. When you want to watch a movie in 4DX or IMAX or RPX or ScreenX, there's so many ways to watch movies these days, your Regal Unlimited membership gets you into those premium experiences at a reduced cost. And with Regal Unlimited, you don't only save money on the tickets, you will also save on your snacks. And as previously mentioned, I love snacks. The only thing that can make me love a snack more is saving money on buying a snack. Members get 10% off of all non-alcoholic concession items with membership. Regal Unlimited, all-you-can-watch movie subscription pass. It pays for itself 
in two visits. So if you're planning to see two movies this month, join Regal Unlimited and sign up now. You can sign up in the Regal app or on regmovies.com slash unlimited. Sign up for Regal Unlimited using code buffering and earn 10% off your three-month subscription. Please let us know about all of the movies you see and how the popcorn is. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. And then we get a classic sweaty angel waking up in a tizzy. Yeah. He's real bummed. And then they break up in a sewer. In a sewer. (laughs) Your classic (laughs) lover's quarrel. Sometimes you get broken up with in a sewer. In a sewer. It's like, if if getting broken up with isn't bad enough, doing it in a sewer has to really take the cake. Also, he's like this freak show. And then she's offended. But like, clearly, if one of them is making it a freak show, it's him. Yeah. I have a... This whole I mean, thing. It's not great. It's like when Arya had to protect Nymeria b- from getting killed by the, the Hound and the Kingsguard and had to throw rocks. Spoilers for season one of Game of Thrones <laughs> at Nymeria so she would run away oh, instead of staying and being loyal. It is He's like just like that. throwing so everything. Long ago on Game of Thrones. Yeah, you can't. But I'm like, who are these people you're talking about? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're being well, careful for 20-year-old One of the people like, is I'm a like, wolf. Yeah. I'm like, maybe Arya still is. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had no hurt, but I'm like, who are these other people? Uh, yeah, I feel like yeah. there's 700 people I've been introduced yeah, yeah, yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 600 then. of them have died. <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, but I also, I, I really, I want to shout out Jenny Owen Young's Me. in this scene. Because, so Angel just like, he has something hard to say. And it's hard for him to say it. So he chooses silence. And he, what's up? Yeah, I just, like, I really saw my life in this scene where, like, anytime Jenny has something hard to say, it's me standing in a sewer waiting while she paces. And she never taken you to a sewer. And she says, yeah, not in a sewer, but everything else. Uh, (laughs) A lot of pacing, a lot of facing away from her in order to say what he has to say. Yeah, a lot of really good digs, Buffy, about Angel's (laughs) heart. Is it even, it isn't even beating. She says, "Ouch! Yeah, ouch, man! Yeah, I mean, she's very rude. Also, she's wearing this 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 completely inappropriate sweater. <laughs> it's white for a sewer, isn't it? Yes. It's, it's it's white, and it's like, girl, you're in a sewer. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think she expected to end up in a sewer. That she says she always winds up in the sewer at the end of the night. Yeah. I feel like Sarah Michelle Gellar looks like." extra hot in this scene. She looks great. She her looks hair amazing. is blown out. Yeah. Like, she looks so beautiful. Do you think they were like, let's take the the sting out of this emotionally horrible moment for the people at home and give them, like, really just, like, go for it? You mean in this scene or in the episode? In, in this general? scene, I feel like. I feel like Buffy, I feel like Sarah Michelle Gellar's, like, 
glow up on the show really started happening later half of season three. Mm-hmm. I just thought mm-hmm. her outfits were great. Yeah. The hair was on point. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, they were really servicing her. Totally. Like... Cause they, they she, did like, because she looks the best. Like, then, mm. like we get to the red leather pants at graduation day, Ugh. and then you have the white. <laughs> then you have like the um the amends, like the duster. It's like she's just looking very good this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was like mm-hmm. the CW was like WB were like here's some budget. <laughs> Yeah, the yeah, Sarah yeah. Michelle Gellar was a movie star at that point too, yeah, yeah, so it was yeah, like yeah. we gotta Let's we gotta it. have our movie star happy, have her look good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah absolutely. Mission accomplished. And, and they did a lot of experimenting to get there. You know, she went through some tiny bangs. <laughs> oh, she went through bangs. Some, there was a lot of forget. playing around. She, she went through a lot of bad mini skirts. Yeah, <laughs> mm, yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> and then after they break up in the sewer, they both do what they do best, I guess, in moments like this. Uh, Buffy is sat on the roof, and Angel stares masochistically directly into an open blazing fire. Yo, but this like they handle the the writers, the creators, the actors, the whole ensemble handle this fucking breakup, I think beautifully because it like it's gutting. The the lines that like Buffy has throughout as she's going through this breakup, the scene that she has with Willow where she's Mm -hmm. like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Like, you know what I mean? It just like I just thought it was done really well. I thought it was. I liked this aspect of. I liked the Buffy and Angel story mm-hmm. through line, you know, except for the dumb doodling. Um, <laughs> I like. I liked the Maybe entire that story. Just remind us that she is like seventeen. Yeah, that's true. Or sixteen, or whatever she is. But yeah, I mean, I wish. I, I wish that or, he, no, Angel. She was eighteen then. No, is she? No, she's, 17, she's not eighteen so. yet, right? No, she was 18 because no, hopeless. She, she, oh, wait. Hang on. Oh, oh yes! hopeless. You're right. She oh, is thank 18. You. you did the wrong math for the song. Sorry. Well, <laughs> oh, no. Bad me. You did 17. I forgot. I'm so sorry. I'm still I am still just remembering um, when she turned 17 and then they had sex. Right. Right. But she. Sorry. we forgot about helpless. Yeah. Thank God you're here, Ira. Yeah. Jeez. Helpless. Cute. Why did I call it hopeless? Yeah. I'm thinking <laughs> oh, about you? Help I thought picks. you said helpless. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I, I wish that Angel in all of his 243 years of maturity had thought, you know what? Let me go to the prom and then we'll break up. Like I I just, you know, I know we need the drama for the show, but it would have been nice for her feelings. I think. Yeah. Just like, you think think he would have gotten to an adult place. Right. Just to be like, you know what? It's going to hurt either way. And I'll give her this thing that she wants. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but also on the flip side, I love the arc of her being like, my heart is broken. And the only like comfort food that I have is to kick ass and that she wants to give this thing to her friends. I do like it as a like, I like what happens because of it. But I just roll my eyes at Angel. Like, come on, man. I mean, the alternative is that she still would have done that, though. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, right. oh, no, I have a perfect date with Angel. <laughs> can't fight kids. Fuck these kids hands. for one night. <laughs> Let them die. <laughs> they're like, uh, you know what? We're taking back this yeah. class retractor. <laughs> yeah. <umbrella." laughs> we uh, thought, also, like, what happens to the class protector you know, what? what is their plan for future years? That's what I want to know. You know, are they like, is a one-time only award? It's I like, think I get the sense that it's one-time only. One-time only. Also, fucking a parasol? Like, what do you do with that? You can't, like, put it on a shelf. It's an umbrella. It's a memento, it's like, Jenny. Okay. It's a memento. I don't, I don't think there's anybody protecting Sunnydale High <laughs> in the future seasons. Yeah. <laughs> Solid point. <laughs> So, OK, 
Okay, so hellhounds, right? We've talked about them. Oh my god, these shots of this of the hellhound shack really? that are like, Jah! you know? Yeah, very. P- Peta must be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, those hellhounds are not being treated respectfully. Not. No, 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 the cages are not nearly large enough. And then watching pump up the volume yeah. to get them to go crazy. <laughs> But Cordelia, since we semi-dragged Cordelia, she does kind of nail this right out of the gates. She's like, excuse me, but those hellhounds have really good taste in, like, formal wear. Yeah. And everybody fucking ignores her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she was Mm -hmm. right. She was right. She should go join, like, a detective agency or something. Yeah. I know. I I wish we knew any detectives. (laughs) 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 Um, But I I do love this, like, hellhounds gone wild video it's like that they play over and over again where they're like pausing at the right moment yes of him you... jumping through oh my god it's just very it's speaking of detective work it's very detective-y uh-huh, uh, uh-huh, the work uh-huh. that they're doing here um and then you know we get this moment from buffy which i would like to play a clip of her moment of like well you just listen i wonder if i can take my dress back don't you dare but tucker's gonna no you guys are gonna have a problem the kind of problem that everyone should have. I'm gonna give you all a nice, fun, normal evening if I have to kill every single person on the face of the earth to do it. Okay, so yeah, I just, I don't know. I just love this speech. We use this gif a lot in our own prom planning purposes. (laughs) (laughs) You're gonna have a prom. I was like, great, that's perfect. You are gonna have a prom. I love that the show always (laughs) makes fun of like the fact of like whenever she does turn into this like, dramatic action movie like we're about to do this and then we're uh-huh. gonna do this yes <laughs> yes she's really born for it like she, she, she really nails it every time she, listen, she's a good coach we, we i think we learned by the end of the series buffy loves a speech yeah <laughs> <laughs> she does i'm telling you her and coach taylor top speech giver oh wow her versus coach taylor yeah i yeah. always wow. love to see that showdown <laughs> Okay, so we have a lot more to talk about with prom because it's prom. But Los Angeles traffic is a cruel, cruel thing. So, Ira, we only have you for a little bit longer here. So let's just, I want to make sure you get to talk about all of your favorite things before Uh, you go. I think we talked about that. We haven't talked about the prom prom. itself, which is so much fun. I go that Cordelia gets to see Wesley in his um, bond (laughs) Yes, double and, and Giles is like, she's 18. Get a grip. <laughs> He's like, you to... don't even work at the school, Wesley. Uh-huh, <laughs> you uh-huh, have, I believe he uh-huh. says you have the emotional maturity of a blueberry scone. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And then they dance, right? Yeah, which yes, is they do dance. weird. It's so uh, weird. Like, it why? is so weird looking at watching early Wesley. Yeah, yes. Uh-huh, I, uh-huh. I just had this moment last week where I was like, wait, I actually don't like you because I get confused from you get, knowing you get, future you things. You get confused. You will know that you will you will love Wesley, right. to be honest. Yes. Um, he's so annoying. He's so annoying. And this... Yeah, he's a nightmare right now. I just like, you know, normally, I'm not okay with the teacher-student plot line in any series, but normally when you see this plot line, you see it done in like a, co- you know, a, a hidden way. You're yeah. not 
at right, the prom right. asking this student oh to dance. Well, to be fair, he doesn't work at the school. He doesn't. That's he doesn't. These, these people must constantly also be like, who is this yeah. British man that keeps yeah. showing up <laughs> yes, to yes. talk to Giles? They must, like, the rest of the school, the other teachers must think it's like his younger brother. Yeah, totally. Right, totally. right, right, right. right. They've ne- they never really have a moment where, like, Snyder or anyone's like, why are you here? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, Buffy does mention when she's trying to get Angel to go to the prom that uh, lots of girls have older boyfriends, so he would blend. So maybe... <laughs> Just in this instance, Wesley is also blending. Yeah, Wesley and Angel both have the blending capacity uh, yeah, for this. Yeah. Uh, I want everybody to know before you panic that, like, don't worry. We have a fashion watch from Kate Leth. It's coming your way. So, like, we're talking about the prom, and, and everybody I know is like, what about the outfits? Don't worry. Kate Leth has a lot to say, but we're going to talk with Ira first. I love her fashion. Yeah, she, she's great. She did a lot of research this week uh, on dress I mean, designers. Listen, everyone just looks great this episode, mm-hmm. except for Xander. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I mean, isn't his suit just like a little too big? That is literally exactly what Kate is about to say. It's like Xander, <laughs> but his clothes are, that's his thing. That's like, yeah. his that's his style. It's his, too big. His bad, awful style. So Ira, before you before you leave us, I want to know what this was like for you. Because you watch this in real time. Yes. So you're watching the prom. Buffy's at the prom. And she gets this award. Like, what? What were your feelings? What were your emotions? Were you moved? Were you like I cried? Yes, I, I cried when I saw it. Yeah. I just I felt very emotional. I mean, it helps that you take her through this whole journey with Angel, right? So she's mm-hmm. alone, and then um, she still makes it to the prom, but like half of the prom, like she's busy like saving all those kids, and like they don't even know it. Yeah, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. we think, yeah, you know, she stops. Oh, I'm getting misty. Uh, she stops. She like stops the hellhound, and that one makes it almost all the way to the. Yeah, and she saves that boy. Right. Uh, Who's so confused. Yeah. Um, and he must be from another town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. His, his date. date's from Sunnydale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, totally. So he, and then she makes it in. You know, it's like no one even knows, mm-hmm. and then people do know. They all know. Yeah. I know. Which, I know. Which makes the which makes you know future things even better. Yeah. Yeah. Because it like it sets up the fact that like people do know what's going on. Yeah. And the school like. Yeah. 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 All the teenagers fight back. Uh, well, Ira. <laughs> It was really wonderful to get the chance to talk to you. Yeah. Before oh you, my God, I'm crying now. I'm crying. <laughs> our, our mission is complete. We got Ira to cry about the class protector award, oh. and that is though it's a lot. It's like yeah. it's a lot, and it's good. Will you tell human beings where they can find you? Although I'm sure that most of them know this already. You can find me at Ira. Uh, on <laughs> I love Twitter. having you say that just in general. <laughs> and um, you can find me. Uh, keep it uh, yes. podcast, which Please, I, it's so which fun. Great. Yes, it's I love so... it. And my hosts, Kara and Lewis, are great too. I was just raving to Jenny about the yes. three of you. I said, I, I was like, yeah, and they all make such a good pair. And Jenny said, trio. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. By the way, um, to tie into my last appearance, <laughs> I don't really think there's anyone, yeah, who's like trash this episode. <laughs> Everyone is pretty. <laughs> You know, yeah, they're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah Wesley's yeah, yeah, yeah. a little annoying. Wesley might be Xander's the a little annoying too, but mm-hmm. even Xander's subdued. Mm-hmm. You know, and 
Yeah. That's him and a Anya. Far, it's so sweet. That's a far journey from where we last saw <laughs> you to here. You know? Yeah, the characters uh, got a little, you know, end of the se- season's ending. Yeah. They got yeah, a little better. Nostalgic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. High school's over, ending. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh, totally. it's, it's also weird. Not even the class protector moment. You know, it's, um, I wonder. So Jonathan doesn't get arrested. Oh, oh, in earshot. In earshot. She, cause she, well, because she stops him. He gets she suspended. Stops him. He, he yes. gets sus- he, I guess he gets suspended. Does she tell anybody? I, I mean, if she had. She must tell them something, because otherwise well, why would he get too, suspended? Well, the thing is, too, he was going to kill himself. Himself, not. Yeah. So it's like an intent thing? But he, yeah, so he wasn't even, it, 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 I mean, it's dumb that he has this rifle uh, right. to it kill himself. Right, I was going to say he has a gun in school. Right, but, but... so like, because it was the cook. Yes. Who was going to kill right. everybody. Yes, yes, yes. Um, It was just weird, because if we'd watched that when it originally aired, I'd be like, how is he still in school? He brought a gun. Yeah. yeah. You yeah, understand yeah, yeah, the connection yeah, yeah. I'm like, more, I'm like, should the... he not be in therapy? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. Buffy saving him really did a number. Also, two weeks ago, all these people saw her... Uh, Save them from this this evil cook who was trying to poison everybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Totally. Ira Madison the Third, America's sweetheart. What a human treasure. Do you know what we didn't do, Jenny, before Ira left? What's that? We didn't howl out. Whoops. With Ira. You'll have to so imagine, you'll have to imagine Ira when we get howling. to the end. You'll have to imagine Ira howling. We um we were all supposed to get the to, the chance to sit down together for the whole episode, but as we mentioned, traffic is a beast, and uh, it and kept Ira us. And Madison the Third is the busiest man in show busy. business. He's very busy, doing a lot of fun, important things. So, yeah, yeah. so that all said, let's just hit rewind here because there's a couple of things we need to talk about before we get to prom. And yes. then we need to like really dig into prom a yes. little bit. A little First bit. of all, I'm mad at Cordelia. Yes. I actually have something even before that where I was mad at Xander. Oh. And I didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. So Anya's like, I've seen you looking at my breasts, which is just a great Anya line. Like this uh-huh. is just, we're really starting to get into Anya. Yes. And then Xander's like, oh, if men do that, it just means his eyes are if a man does that, it just means his eyes are open. Boo. Eviscerate him, Anya. Hiss. Hiss. Boo. It's so. not great. But then also he totally looks at her boobs. <laughs> yeah. She's like, so will you go with me? And he's like, uh, and he looks down and back up and is like, <laughs> yeah so just that that's trash. a thing absolute trash um also when when we were talking about buffy crying and like the the reality of this breakup mm-hmm. i just feel like willow everyone willow just like oh. everybody needs a willow rosenberg everybody needs a willow rosenberg she is like oh he's just the worst and they have this exchange where she's like but it's the best friend's job to make you know to make him the bad guy like Mm -hmm. whatever and Buffy's like not maybe not this time but it's just really sweet and you know we got really into their friendship last week and it's just their friendship it's really special also I love Buffy's sweater in this scene it's so amazing (laughs) I love it so much she looks so great Uh, (laughs) okay so Jenny you had more to say about Cordelia and I want to talk about this too yeah I want to talk about this trash I know whatever i know she's uh reeling the, the her her the life she's always known has been yanked out from under her uh because of her dad not paying taxes and stuff mm-hmm. and that's got to be a real spin to sure. endure but but do you know what is fucked up 
Uh, I do, as a matter of fact. What is it? It's it's her line that you're about to say, oh. which is Go that ahead. she's a name tag person, yeah. and that's like the 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 biggest uh, insult or like the worst thing that Xander could include in the story, as he's gleefully retelling Cordelia has a job to people. Right. Fucking. It's rough. It's, it's rough. not great. It's not her best moment. It's not. Um, and it bums me out. We also didn't get to talk about how disgusting the hellhounds are. They're so gross. They're Christian. so they're gross. like they're like furry scabs with legs. Oh my god. They are. Oh my god. They are. Ugh. Deal with it. I tried to buy masks, the hellhound masks to like wear at the prom and I couldn't find any actual hellhound masks and I found the closest thing I could and I ordered them and I want to say that they're so disgusting that I don't <laughs> think I'm bringing them to prom. <laughs> <laughs> do they look like furry scabs? Yeah, just they do. Stop saying that. <laughs> okay, so before uh, I just want to say also yes. that that uh, I think Xander says something about hellhound snossages. Yes, he does. Which, which felt which is fun. Um, great to me because I think we talked in a recent episode about how one time I ate a sausage. We, we not did. a hellhound sausage, <laughs> just a regular hound. How sausage. can you know if it was a hellhound sausage mm, or not? Jenny? Excellent point. So speaking of sausages, yeah. I think that sausages are made at the butcher. What about you? I think so. I get my cow brains there. I get my hellhound sausages, and you know I get all my pints of blood. Certainly, all your pints down of blood. at the Sunnydale butcher. So okay, so this scene we aren't even touch it, and we're gonna touch it now because Buffy walks in to the butcher, and she's like, you know, I got this thing, and I need an address for a guy who's been ordering cow brains, and the butcher, an adult person, is like. All right. Yeah, he orders all these cow brains for me. He seems like a weird kid. Good Here's luck. Here's his home address. Good luck. Like, she's 17. She's 18. Excuse me. She's 18. You're just going to hand her the address also, of a guy who's been ordering cow brains also, and be like, good luck? Also, she's just a teenage. I mean, listen, we all know that she's a lot more than this, but she's a teenage girl walking into an establishment and is like, hey, I've got a weird feeling about this guy who gets cow brains from you. Could you tell me where he lives, please? <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, it's intense. Okay. Uh, you know, you know, I just had a moment and I'm going to I'm going to go here. Hit me. So we we say a lot like, you know, she's 17, she's 18, like she's a teenager, blah 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 blah. blah. Mm-hmm. And it's because like we think that Probably in real life, if a 18 year old was like, hey, can you tell me where this possible murderer lives that like what have you. But I just realized that maybe part of the way that it sounds when we say things like that is like taking away the autonomy and the credibility and the fierceness that a teenager can have. Well, let me let me go to my whole through line. But this is what my brain does. So if you want a little insight into Kristen's brain, this is it. So I was like, oh, man, you know, but I didn't mean this thing. And then I started thinking about Emma Gonzalez and all uh-huh. of the teenagers from Parkland who are just like just kicking so much ass and yes. like fighting and then I was like oh my god Emma Gonzalez is like the Buffy of now like you know wow. like obviously obviously everybody there there this is a metaphor that's why Buffy is there uh-huh. for us I get it but just like this human being is like up in front speaking her truth saying what the fuck she feels, fighting, you know, regardless of her age, regardless of whatever. I just love her, okay? And we already, we're talking about a show where the heroine is a high schooler 
So I just made that connection. Yes. yes. I know, I yes. know that like literally every person who listens to this podcast is also in love with Emma Gonzalez and all that she is doing. Mm-hmm. So I didn't mean to take us from Hellhounds to Emma, but I did. There you have it. You did, and I think you should have. Okay, great. Let's go back to the butcher. Oh, oops, ran into my undead boyfriend <laughs> while I was getting right. the address of the kid who's been ordering all the cow brains. My note is LOL, LOL, funny seeing you here. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there's a there's a line in this scene that... Also, the way he skulkily looks up. <laughs> with his, like, like, I love like, New York. I'll have a nice day, like, plastic yeah. bag yeah, with yeah. blood she, in like, it. she, like, looks in and is like, oh, yep, it's blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she has a line also at the butcher before we change scenes where she sort of says like I'm over this whole like Buffy gets one perfect moment idea and it's very heartbreaking because like this it's been a recurring theme through the whole um, season that like she feels like she's not a part of things because she does have this responsibility and it takes her away and this is why earlier I got angry about Angel not just like waiting until after prom because man you should know you should know that your girlfriend has gone through like hell like three times and back and that like she just needed one thing to feel a little bit normal and I know we get this like grand grand finish but I just I don't know I just feel like it would have been cool to give her that and to to let her think that she could have that you know yeah but then it wouldn't have been as impactful for her to get her class protector award and then get her temporary boyfriend reinstatement as an after the fact it's true reward also when Buffy decides, I know we like played the clip and everything, but when she decides that like everybody's gonna go to prom and mm-hmm. she's gonna save the day, and she, she's telling everybody to like get out of the library and like go get dressed and stuff, uh-huh. and they're like, no, we should we should help you, we should help you until she like busts out, have a nice time, <laughs> and it's so scary, and I'm like running to the closet for my prom wear, <laughs> yes, <laughs> and then Giles' good dad is like. Angel's not taking you as Oh my god. Okay, so right. So <gasps> this scene is really emotional for Good me. Good dad. As well, right. Giles Giles's face, speaking of taking teenagers seriously. Yeah. Giles, his face when she says, Angel left me and he's leaving Sunnydale is gutting to me because he looks at her like he would look at any other person facing tragic heartbreak. Like, there's no, this is a high school, like, nothing, none of He's that. He's also not, like, the guy who killed the my girlfriend. Oh, right, right, right. There's a lot. There's a lot here. But he yeah. knows, he loves her so fucking much. And he know. knows he knows what Angel means to her. And he is, he is just destroyed for her. And yeah. it destroys me. I know, it's a lot. And then he peak dads with, like, I should get you some ice cream. Yeah. She's like, first I'm going to save oh, the world. Giles. I know. Oh, it's a lot. Okay, so now we're heading in to prom. We're about to get to Kate Leth, uh, who's coming at us hot from, um, from prom headquarters. Uh, so, but before we get there, before we get to the outfit discussion, I just want to say that the entrance of Anya and Xander. Oh my God. It's really good. It, like, just the fact that Xander's walking into prom with Anya, who's like, and then I tortured this guy. And then I removed his spine. <laughs> and then I ate his eyeballs. Yeah. And then I conjured a demon. To, yeah. Pretty solid. His skin. <clears throat> um, so hilarious. Right. And so, so, great. so before anybody enters here, let's 
Let's go to our friend Kate Lath. We haven't seen, we haven't heard from oh Kate my God. in a couple of episodes. It's been Kate, a dog's age. Please tell us all you have to tell us about the prom. Tell us everything. It's time for our friend Kate to give you the Buffy fashion update. Welcome back to Buffy Fashion Watch, and it's been a while. I don't have anything quite as exciting planned for you this time, but it is the prom, and it's time to talk about dresses. I love this episode, not just for the looks, but because it is one of the hardest hitting emotional moments in the show for me. Um, The ending, the umbrella, Jonathan's little speech. uh, I have seen this episode probably 20 times and I cry every single one. It is incredible. But I'm here to talk about the looks, of course. I might as well start with Buffy. This dress that she's got on, it's really funny. When I first looked it up online and I was trying to find information, there was a a heavily debated thread on a Buffy form about whether or not it was pink or lilac, but it was actually lilac. It was just shot in lighting that made it look pink, and also Buffy makes a one-line reference to it being pink, but you can tell that dress is fairly purple. Anyway, it was designed by Pamela Dennis, who is a designer that is still working today. I looked on her Instagram. Her latest, uh, one of her latest photos is of Sandra Bullock, so she's doing well, which is great. It's definitely one of the most iconic looks that she has from the show, aside from uh, the Prophecy Girl dress and another one that she wears later on that I don't want to describe for fear of spoiling. But when it comes, it is designed by Vera Wang, who went on to design Sarah Michelle Gellar's actual wedding dress when she married Freddie Prince Jr., which is a kind of a kind of a cute little tidbit. She looks great. It's really sweet. God, I love this episode. Willow, I love in this because she wears basically what I wore to my junior high prom, which was, uh, mine mine wasn't actually a dress. It had pants, which makes a lot of sense when I think about it. But it had spaghetti straps and a shawl and my hair was short and spiky and probably orange at the time. I just have a lot of a, a big soft spot for it, as well as Oz's vest, his brocade that he's wearing is so cheesy, but delightful. I think Xander's tux looks too big for him, but when do his clothes not look too big for him? I guess it was the time. Cordelia. Oof. I don't even know where to start. I could not find the name of the designer of this dress, so maybe it was something that was custom made um, by the actual costume designer of the show. If someone knows, I would be very excited to know about it. But this dress is stunning. It is a lot to take in. <laughs> It's a lot to handle for anyone. I'm sure Kristen has a lot of thoughts about it, and I can't wait to hear them. But the only downside to this, of course, is that, you know, Wesley's there. And hey, you haven't heard me weigh in on Wesley. I think the whole thing with Cordelia is wicked creepy and only gets more so over time. Sorry, that's just me. Giles, of course looks fantastic. I mean, Angel, yeah, he doesn't even have to try. Rolls out of bed into a tux, walk on stage. Perfect. But it's a uh, it's it's nice to see the librarian uh you know talks it's like whatever. I love this episode. I love any excuse to see our characters dressed up, and I think they do a really great job. I have so much nostalgia watching it; makes me so happy, and I'm really excited to get dressed up uh, with my buffering friends very soon. So until next time, I'll see you at the prom. That was our friend Kate. See you at the prom is right. See you at the prom. See you at the prom. Kate. And Kate, you're right. I do have a lot to say about Cordelia's dress. Mostly it's just, wow. Uh In the words of my wife, wow. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. I like it. I like it a lot. I hope somebody wears Cordelia's dress to the prom. Amazing. (laughs) I hope so, too. 
<laughs> that would rock. Right? That would Maybe be... I'll wear Cordelia's oh, dress to the prom. <gasps> I have to look. I wonder if I'll be able to find Don't something like that. Tell me another word. Okay. Don't tell me another word. No, I mean that. I think that would be a very expensive dress to find. Right, 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 right. Um, Maybe okay. you could get Tom Lank to make you one. Oh my God. Okay. So Cordelia's dress is stunning, truly. I would also put that dress on layaway. Also, um, as we see her, and then she like all links arms with Wesley puke. And then Xander comes around the corner looking pale because Anya has not stopped <laughs> talking about how many men she's eviscerated. Oh, um, that's what you get, man. It's uh, your karma coming through. And then he like sees Cordelia and is like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Let's talk about anything. Tell me what you've been up to. And then they have this like nice, I mean, it's nice that it Xander is nice. paid off her dress. It is. It's. I really like this moment is like, Five episodes too late, you know? Like, yeah, it's it's definitely too long. It went on for too long. But it is, like, it is the it is the right way, I think, for it to cu- culminate between the two of them is that they ca- they did care about each other, and yeah. they're both stubborn oh my jerks, God. you know? Uh-huh. Like, they are. So I, I do love this softened space that they have finally found. Yeah, my and God. it's like, guys, this sort of, like, coded... Thank you. It's just, it's nice. Yeah. Nice moment. Yeah. Um, I know we've already played the patriarchy jingle, but I think we should play it again for the rejected dude tries to kill all of the people at school trope. The patriarchy! seen that one before also okay so back to the prom well jenny do you want to take a minute and uh do a little discussion on the sexual attention award for this here episode before we get to the end yes let's talk about it okay let's talk about who we might nominate and then we'll play the jingle and then we'll say the winner amazing order of events (laughs) okay First of all, there's the Hellhounds and formal wear. I think, yes, stand strong, up. Strong primal pole there. I think there's Cordelia and her dress. <laughs> oh, my God. She's always staring deep she's into it. She's always running her hands down yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, she just loves yep. it. And totally. it loves her back. Um, so Yes. Yes. Uh, what about Buffy and her friends getting to have a nice night? I'm. That's a stretch. Okay. <laughs> There's also Angel, Buffy, and the sewer. Yes. They have quite a moment they together. They should certainly be considered, I agree, 100%. Well, that's a good that's a good list of nominees. Is there anyone else that we're forgetting? I think we got it. Let's get into the final All deal. All right, here we go. don't know that there's any contest have you ever seen a stronger magnetism than that between cordelia <laughs> and that sparkly dress uh no i have not jenny thank you for asking me and then they they get together and at they the get end. together at the ah, end oh, happy ending beautiful it's beautiful congratulations we've never sent a trophy to a dress before but <laughs> always always time for new things here at buffering the vampire slayer indeed all right so let's give a shout out to buffy for the hellhound neck snap 
of the year, gross, I think. Gross, gross. It's so gross, gross, but so it gross. is effective. It reminds me of the time on Lost that Saeed had another man's head in between his thighs and he just snapped it with his thigh muscles. Ah. It was great. <laughs> it, that, I'm pregnant. <laughs> it's wow. so hot. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, I mean, it's probably the best scene in Lost of all time. Yeah, is there anybody... That I want to watch do stuff on TV more than well, I, Naveen Andrews, yes, but uh-huh. like Naveen Andrews as as Saeed, Saeed is like so much <laughs> with the like, oh, the, uh, okay, wow, you're like the, the I love Saeed. You're like the women in the Herbal Essences commercial. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a great neck snap. Yes, wow, Jenny, I Sorry. can't believe Joanna Robinson couldn't get you to do that, <laughs> and Saeed could. I, I mean, he has a lot going on. Okay, moving right along. Um, so, um, there were a couple of there's there uh, they're the obvious moments that make us all sob, right? We talked with Ira about the Class Protector Award, and that is certainly a sob moment. There's a tiny sob moment in here for me, which is when she finishes killing the Hellhounds and she goes outside and she has her little black bag and she opens it to pull out her prom dress. It's a lot. Oh, it's like a I, lot. Like Ira cried and about, it's in a garment bag inside of the duffel. Ira cried about the class protector, but like, honest to God, I could cry about that. Like, cause it it is like the it's that's it, right? That's just it. You know how sometimes in life, it's like the tiniest moments are where the truth is. Like mm-hmm. that is the truth of her existence, mm-hmm. right there when she pulls that prom dress out. Oh yes, <sighs> yeah, it's a lot. So then. <sighs> She's at prom, and you know what? She doesn't give a fuck. She, like, saved her friends. She did what she was supposed to do. She got a shiny she umbrella. put her dress on, and she looks great. Yeah, 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 yeah. She looks phenomenal. And she's, like, she's just there, you know, which I think is really incredible for anyone at any age to be able to be in the middle of the heartbreak that she's facing and to be like, you know what? There are other things that are important right now. And to be present, and she is... And then she goes over to Giles and she says, you know, people can really surprise you because she's obviously, I mean, the amount that she is moved by w- by getting that award is yeah, not to be trifled with. No, 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 no. Don't uh, trifle. Right. She's very, very moved. And then he sort of says, what does he even say? He like just says like people will surprise you or like echoes her sentiment. Yeah. He's like didn't know kids could be gracious. And she's and like. Lost. On Moss, and then she's like, people can surprise you. And then he's like, then he locks eyes with Angel over her shoulder yes. and is like, yes, sometimes they can. And she knows what's up. <laughs> before she, I do, I do. I feel like, I feel like Giles and Buffy are really connected this episode, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they're just, he's taking really good care of her. And I feel like she knows, or at least, I mean, you know what? Maybe she doesn't know. Maybe she hopes. And she has, like, the courage to hope and to turn around. Right. And there, Jenny, while a certain song is playing. Oh, my God. Oh, let's just play a little clip of it right now.
There he is in his tux, looking great. Yeah, he looks noted. amazing. By she looks Kate. amazing. Mm-hmm. They embrace. They embrace, and I think shout out to the decision to have Willow and Oz in the frame, but not Cordelia and Wesley with yes, them. Thank you, know you. I mean? thank you for not distracting Ugh. us with that shit that we didn't want to see in the first place. Yeah, um, it's just this beautiful. It's just this beautiful moment. Yeah, and he's like, this doesn't change anything. I still have to go. And she's like, I I understand. Mm -hmm. And it's a whole thing. And then, and listen. So this is a song that was originally uh, recorded by the Rolling Stones. Uh Uh-huh. This is a cover by the band The Sundays. Sure is. A song is called Wild Horses. And I want you to know that just as Buffy and Angel have embraced and are dancing, Mm -hmm. the lyric that hits is let's see let's do some living after we've died wow yeah that's right that's right good picking up on that jenny <laughs> holy pretty deep holy um just also want to say for the uninitiated the sundays fucking rock they're so great <laughs> i love them so much uh yes i don't know i don't know a ton of sundays music wow Benny. really so you being my wife perhaps you could introduce me to some more i could do that you don't know like here's where the story ends <laughs> No, you no. have to. You don't know. You're just going to sing it. You're, we'll do it this here on the podcast. Yeah. Yes. And there's this other song that's like, <laughs> you and me in the summertime. And it's really great. <laughs> it's so beautiful. What? And then there's this awesome oh. song about watching the land, the moon landing from the steps. Like after they, sh- after she got put to bed as a kid, wow. she like crept down on the steps and like watched the moon landing that her parents were watching in the Aww. living room. It's like so beautiful. That sounds like a Jenny Owen Young song that's, if you ask me. That's my vibe. All right. Yeah. Anyway, the Sundays are awesome. Check them out if cool. that, you don't know. You know, like, yeah, cool. <laughs> well, I think we've we've promed, or at least we've begun to prom. This, the, this is the beginning of prom, and prom will commence uh, on uh, March 11th, <laughs> 2018. Um, but March I think, 11th? Yeah, because, it, you know, we will have all promed. Oh, I see. We'll be living in a post-prom world. Yes, a post-prom <laughs> Jenny, a post-prom world. Now I understand the timeline. Um, also, just want to say, once she starts slow dancing, Anya's like, this doesn't suck. This isn't the worst thing about the mortal experience. Yeah. Anya's got a lot to live through, doesn't she? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. We did it. We totally did. What a life. What a beautiful prom. Well, I'm Jenny Owen Youngs. Currently, the before- version of Jenny Owen Young's uh, pre-prom. Can't wait to see what I'm like uh, and how much I've grown in just a few short days from now. Uh, when I'm not making this podcast with Kristen, I'm making hot, hot jams. You can hear some of them at JennyOwenYoungs.com slash buffering. And you can talk to me, talk to me, talk to me on Twitter at Jenny Owen Youngs. Yes, and I'm Kristen Russo, also in my pre-prom state. Uh, you can find more about me and my work with LGBTQ communities. Uh, that is what I'm doing when I'm not buffering. And you can do that on my website, which is kristinnoline.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-I-N-N-O-E-L-I-N-E. That spelling is also how you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram. Buffering the Vampire Slayer is on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at BufferingCast. And also we have a Gmail inbox located at bufferingthevampireslayer at gmail.com thank you movie phone <laughs> and you can support us in a variety of ways you can rate and review us over on itunes that would be cool you can go on over to patreon and support us become a patron and like i said up at the top of the episode if you're a patron of ours you also get to watch jenny's fun live sets this weekend at the prom which is 
really enjoyable. Oh, boy. I'd say. I can't say. And you would do that by going to bufferingthevampireslayer.com and just click on Patreon. And last but certainly not least, we've got a ton of new merchandise. Uh, just We just can't stop making t-shirts. It's just, you know, we're in the business of talking about Buffy and also making t-shirts. Making t-shirts is the best part of doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> Like well, a wise person once said, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can find all of our patriarchy smashing and Buffy themed apparel and accessories by going to bufferingthevampireslayer.com and clicking on shop. Okay. Till next time. Prom. Oh my gosh. I know we never talk after the awoo. Yeah, this is weird. This is uncomfortable. But, yeah, just but here we are. Breathe through it. Stay with us, please. Listen, sometimes in a young girl's life, a night that comes but once in a lifetime, <laughs> the prom, uh, sometimes may dictate a strange uh, deviation from regular events. Yes. Right? It's a special night. It is. Uh, and because it's a special night, Kristen and I made an executive decision this week. Mm-hmm. Um, this week's song is not a standard song. No. It is a cover of Wild Horses. I'm pretty excited about it. Because we care about you. We do. We love and you. we want you to cry. Yep. Okay. We'll cry with you. Mm-hmm.
Attention, fans of fairy tales that are magical, hilarious, and grim. The award-winning Pinna original podcast, Grim, Grimmer, Grimmest, has new episodes out now. While you've probably heard of the Brothers Grimm, you've never heard these tales told in quite this way. I'm Adam Gidwitz, best-selling and Newbery Honor author of Books for Children, and in Grim, Grimmer, Grimmest, I share the real weird, grim fairy tales with real, weird, hilarious kids. In each episode, you not only get to hear a story, but you also get to enjoy this group guessing what'll happen next, cracking jokes, and sharing their own perspectives on the tales. Also, heckling me. They love to heckle me. The episodes are rated on a scale from grim to grimmer to grimmest, so there's always a great variety of tales to explore with your family. You can listen to Grim, Grimmer, Grimmest now wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow the show so you don't miss new episodes. 